0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness
2: Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz.
1: Kia ora, good morning. Welcome to Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. They've got one of the best websites. In all of sport and racing in this country, hrnz.co.nz, we have a busy show today, some milestones, some new associations, and the first Group 1 pacing victory for trainer Bob Buck. But before then, we have Greg O'Connor down in Christchurch. Greg, I can't report. So far, the cyclone has not arrived in Auckland, really, so I'm okay. You my good friend, are better than okay. For those who don't know about these things, Greg is a very good golfer. We once played golf together. It was embarrassing. We're not going to do that again, ever. But yesterday, he finished, uh, I think, 23rd in the New Zealand Over 50 Golf Champs. He doesn't play properly. He's not a pro. But Gregory, uh, out of a field of a couple of hundred to finish in the top 25, I'm very proud of you. And yesterday, you were complaining that you left a couple of shots out there too.
2: Morning to you, Michael. Uh, This is an honest racing show, but uh, it is nice of you to mention that. But I turned 50 last year, as you very well know, and thought, bugger it, I might have a crack at this uh, seniors caper. So, nah, brilliant, brilliant uh, event to be part of. Very much like I've just driven into the Addington uh, studio here. Michael and all the coast to coast vehicles are there, which reminds me of about 20 years ago when I had a crack at that as well. And it was a similar feeling to to finishing yesterday. But uh, miles off the winner, Brett Patterson, who uh, anyone who knows golf in this country knows. How good an amateur he is And he won the National Seniors For the 4th consecutive year His 6th win there too So uh, he's a brilliant golfer And it was fantastic to watch him come home last night But um
1: tick that one off the box Do you have any birdies?
2: Uh, I actually had a birdie Now this is a good story for you The last hole at the Christchurch Golf Club Is named Dobby as an Ian. He was an outstanding player, played for Canterbury, uh, multiple club champion there at the Christchurch Golf Club, and he has got his name on the last hole there. Now, anyone who knows Christchurch, it's a bit of an amphitheatre around that last green. All of the the, the clubhouse and where everyone sits is, is sort of targeted on that green. Well, I hit a pretty average shot in there. It's a par four, and I was probably 20 foot under the hole. Nailed it. Brand, in the back of the cup, much to the to the delight of the crowd. And I'm looking forward to seeing Dobby next time and saying, mate, I birdied your hole.
1: Well, Dobby, funny enough, uh, has a slot in the race. That's Ian Dobson, of course, of Christian Cullen fame, has a slot in the race at Cambridge on April the 14th. And he'll be looking to, to nail it as well, because he's got Akuta, his own horse, in his slot in the race for a million dollars. Race news coming up later in this show. But, Bob, but... Last Friday at Addington it was the first Group 1 of the season and we'll get to the code word to win you $50 after this because it's all sort of linked in. Let's go back to Addington on Friday night and the little Mia who could. But it's Lady of the Light inside the quarter peg. All-American Lover, she's in for the fight on the outside. Kelly's Delight awaiting the lane, 27-7, third quarter. Lady of the Light turns the corner. Kelly's Delight might be the danger. Then All-American Lover and life's a beach. Lady of the Light, the leader. Kelly's Delight diving up the inside. Kelly's Delight goes to Lady of the Light. Joe's Rock running on wider. Kelly's Delight with a narrow lead from Lady of the Light. But it's little Kelly's Delight for the group one. Kelly's Delight, a Nick of the beat Lady of the Light in Joe's Rock. Fourth is a photo between... Kelly's James Delight formerly B- of the Dicky Stable in the north now and has been for quite some time with Bob Butt and she got the job done under Blair Orange. Bob, congratulations. You've now won a Group 1 trotting race and a Group 1 pacing race, which raises the question, Bob, either you're a better trainer than I thought you were or maybe it's easier to win Group 1s than I thought it was.
3: Oh, cut it out, mate. It's just... Just lucky to get the get the right horses.
1: And the right driver too. That was a beautiful bit of horsemanship from uh, from Blair Orange because Bob, he had to push the button at just the right time because even though she got to the lead, I'm not sure she wanted it to be too much further.
3: No, he said she um once she um at the front she sort of pricked her ears and pulled up a bit, but um she sort of got there a bit easy, but um one one had the had the nose in front at the right time anyway.
1: Bob, both these horses who are in Manhattan went to the prelude two weeks ago and, and they underperformed. I, I, was it a throat issue for both of them or a, look a, a, a sort of lung issue? Because clearly they've, they've been different horses on Friday night.
3: Um, man, Manhattan was um, Crocker first one, but um, there was nothing with Kelly's delight. So I just think I d- didn't have a read enough.
1: All right, Bob. Bob. Um, you've had a remarkable last 12 months and I know we like having a bit of fun with you and joking because you're a pretty jovial guy about your training ability but clearly you've got your head around this. You're in a good space with the horses. The horses are have somewhere good to work. Um, is it a case that you're getting better cattle around you or is it a case that you've got your systems right for training at the moment?
3: Um, I think re- mainly it's... Um just getting the right horses, you know. I'm real lucky, obviously I've got unbelievable facilities that um, Mum and Dad um, built all those years ago, so and having the beach and everything, and now it's just um, getting these decent horses, and um, yeah, um, everything's working out real good.
2: Bob, congratulations on the success on Friday night. I know it meant plenty to you, and to have Blair Orange sitting in the cart and grabbing his first breeders, but Away from Kelly's delight, I thought the effort of Manhattan was excellent. We know her of being often in front and so hard to run down, but she charged to the line once she got clear.
3: Yeah, no, nah, she went, She actually went super. If she had a bit of luck, she would have been right there too. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. if she, We've always thought of her as a sort of a leader, but she has gone good from behind, but it's just she doesn't let them get past her when she's in front, so we sort of usually drive her like that.
2: Bob, what do you do with these two now? Uh, Kelly's Delight, she basically is up and free for all companies, so is going to be pretty hard to place. Mind you, the syndicate, uh, many of them f- uh, family members um, that was put together about 10 years ago, and uh, Kelly O'Malley, of course, uh, the mother of this horse, and they've, they've bred on, and um, gee, they, gee, they enjoyed that one on Friday night. So, so what do you do with her and Manhattan?
3: Um, well, Manhattan, she's... Um She's got um, size stakes mares race in May, I think it is, um, early May. So she'll have we freshen up now and get ready for that. And um, Kelly's light, she's going to get retired now. She's done a great job and there's sort of nothing for her till next year. And like you say, she's a free for all, so she can go be a mum.
2: Yep, which well, is weren't close to uh, two hundred thousand dollars, and that was win number twelve for her. Okay. The strike rate's very good again. Last year, you got 49 wins. You've already had five this season from under 30 starters. So every time you line one up, Bob, uh, the punters are thinking, hmm, I like the green with the white sleeves. So what about today with Kikarangi Blue? Takes her place in race seven at Meffin on the grass. What chances she got of uh, at least running top three because she often does. Given that there's a couple of smarties in here, one in particular you know pretty well, Costello, David, in the junior drivers' race.
3: Yeah, I, I reckon she's um, real good chance today. She's um, she's actually been competing with those good mares that raced the other night and running placings against them. So um, the only query I've got with her is it's first time on the grass, but I couldn't see it um, being too much of an issue. Whether I'm just she is. Very, very speedy horse. So, just hoping she can um, keep her speed on the grass.
2: I know we talked to you on the box seat about your plans over the next 10 days and it's a very important time for not only the vendors, the preparers, but the buyers of the yearlings, the New Zealand bloodstock standard bred yearling stale starting, uh, starting rather in seven days time. How's the preparation going for that? What have you seen so far on the tours? And I know there's another one coming up uh, this week. And, and um, how's the, the shopping basket looking, particularly off the back of a group one? It can only help you. chances
3: yeah yeah hopefully mate but um obviously um i think it's going to be one of those sort of sales where um the um the the top sort of portion is going to be um really well sought after so it's going to be tough sort of buying you know so um yeah it's just trying to find the right horses for um at the right price you know which is i think it's going to be quite hard because there's some um Really nice horses out there.
2: Yeah, so you've been impressed by what you've seen so far?
3: Oh, for sure, yeah. And, I mean, all the... Um, I've been on the um, Canterbury tour last week, and um, now all the um, repairers have done a great job. they so looking super.
2: We mentioned on the show, on the box seat on Wednesday, about your problem with your lower back. I know you went to the specialist on Wednesday. Give us an update on that and what the prognosis is going forward.
3: Um, so I've got, just got to get an MRI scan this week so they um, know exactly what they're going to do, but um, I'm sort of thinking it's pro- probably about a 90% chance I've got to get a, um, my disc trimmed off. So it's not actually a... It sounds worse than what it is, but, um, yeah, it's just one of those things you're going to have to get done.
1: Well, Bob, it's congratulations, first of all, on the Group 1. I know you've won a trotting race with Heavyweight Hero a couple of years ago at the same level, but... Kelly, are, you know, Kelly delights. Not the greatest mayor to ever race in New Zealand. So to get a Group One means you've trained her really well, mate. Well done. Uh, and we're going to make in honour of you. We're going to make the code word for today's fifty dollar bet, Bobby. So there you go. You're going to be famous on the show for the next hour, Bob. <laughs>
3: full. Thanks very much,
1: guys. Bob Butt. So the code word for today, if you want a $50 bet courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand and the TAB, $50 bonus bet, what you need to do is text in double eight double three. That part's easy. We need your name, your TAB account number, and the code word for today. We'll take Bob. We'll take Bobby. We might even take Bob Butt. Put whatever you want on there. Any of those things will work for us. And if you want, try and give producer dude Robbie a reason why you need a $50 bonus bet. It doesn't need to be true. You can make up whatever you want because we can't tell if it's true. But you do need the code word, Bob, Bobby, but it's entirely up to you. After this very short break, um, we're going to go shopping for a winner down south. But Greg O'Connor... Likeable guy, Bob Button. there's, uh, there's a, a humour about him, there's a, a kindness about him and a relaxation about him, which is a little bit like his dad, a little bit like his mum, but it's a, a breath of fresh air in Canterbury Harness Racing at a time when the industry was looking for new trainers to come through.
2: Absolutely and when you consider he and, and Matt Purvis both in the top 10 In the training ranks now got close to 50 wins but you're right he's, he's so likeable Bob and I'll tell you what his driving's improved uh, immensely as well And I guess that comes with, with better horses too But uh, yeah he's a very much uh, Sought after from guys like Paul Nairn who don't put pickles On do they? He he obviously rates him He obviously used Davy all the way through Up until where he's retired from driving And now, now Bob's pretty much his, his Number one man. Just back to that breeder. Michael and a couple of the runs in behind Lady of the Light, excellent was coming back at the line as you quite rightly pointed out Joe's Rock, a tremendous performance from the Brett Gray trained uh, Mayor Nathan Williamson who we're going to speak to we can have a chat to him about that Jazelle was 4th who's Matt Purvis's, I don't think he's had too many Group 1 starters, um, but given the season that he's had, um, a great run from her just ahead of Manhattan. And we're going to talk to Tim Williams soon about his chances at Meffin on the Southern Man segment. And All-American lover, she had a pretty tough run in the Group 1. In fact, she's had a, a tough fortnight, to be fair.
1: Yeah, we're going for a transitional period. I mean, obviously the Oaks winner wasn't there. True Fantasy's been retired, so... Yep, good on them. Kelly's delight. Who would have thought she'd be a Group One winner? It's been a good breed for them. Congratulations, and that goes in the sales catalogues forever for all the family members. And those sales start at Karaka this time next week. We're going to have a two-hour, yep, two-hour show next week on Sunday. Trot's talk from Karaka. We're going to be there live, talking to the people selling horses, people buying horses. I don't know, just anybody we want to, really. So it's going to be a great two-hour show next week, eleven to one for Trot's Talk as we kick off at Karaka. Then we go to the Trotting Sale on Monday in Christchurch and then two days of selling paces down in Christchurch. All the information for that on NZB or NZB Standard Bread. If you go to NZB, you'll end up at NZB Standard dot uh, .co.nz, and there's videos and photographs of all the horses, and there's some really amazing stock there for sale. Get your text in to double eight double three. We need your name, your TRB account number, uh, the code word Bobby Butt. Bob, whatever you want. Well, well, as long as you're participating, we know you're involved. We'll know whether you're making an effort. And a reason why you should win the $50 bonus bet, courtesy of the tab. Thank you, people from TAB. On the other side of this, we're heading to where I was brought up and where Gregor Connor still lives. It's the Southern Man segment. I'm a Southern man. And I'm Southern I got the south in my blood. And I'm going to be here till I'm
4: well
2: Yes, welcome back in to Trot's Talk, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand, go to hrnz.co.nz, there's no more staunch southern man than Nathan Williamson, who's kindly joined us on the phone, ahead of a pretty busy day for him at Ascot Park, in Invercargill, morning to you Nathan. Morning Greg. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, Before we look at what is likely to unfold this afternoon at Ascot Park, I'd like to go back to Addington from Friday night. A couple of horses want to talk to you about Joe's Rock. I got an opportunity to talk to Brett Gray after the race, and he was absolutely delighted with the way she found the line. Third at Group 1 level, uh, justifying her coming to Addington again. And and gee, she must have given you a good feel because she charged to the line.
5: Yeah, she went a really good race, Greg. Um, yeah, from from the draw um, was obviously a little bit tricky. Um, you know, drawing the middle of the line there, we sort of ended up a fair way back, but um, got a lovely card into it, and no, she did. She gave us a great feel and finished it off real good. And no, thrilled that, um, you know, for Brett and the connections that she could get a Group 1 placing was, uh, you know, as you say, really justified bringing her north. And um, yeah, we'll uh, stick with her forever, obviously.
2: Yeah, look, she'll go round in the Southern Bell Series, I think, now, which uh, is so sought after down there in the south, and the way she's going, she's going to take all sorts of beating. Uh, The other one I wanted to touch on was Tact McLeod, who's unbeaten two from two. She's a sweet Lou, or he is, rather, um, and was excellent winning uh, first up at Addington after that Winton win. Looks a horse with immense ability.
5: Yeah, absolutely, Greg. He's got a big motor for sure. Um, not just the most tractable at this stage, which is probably why I had to drive him a little bit more aggressive than perhaps, you know, a horse having a second in a lifetime start you would want to. But he just yeah, just was lugging around a little bit and he is definitely better at this stage, probably um dictating and on the marker pegs and um, you know, obviously his motor um is sort of what got him there on Friday night. But definitely a horse that's gonna I think thrive and keep improving and um Yeah, no, it's exciting to see where he'll end up, because he has got a a big motor.
2: Nathan, he took you to 999. Whilst I would love you to get uh, the 1,000 win at Addington, it's possibly going to be appropriate that today might be the day. Um, We talked a few months ago, and it it seemed like it would take a wee while to get there, but, gee, you've got there quickly.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I've sort of just probably... um, been able to drive a few nice horses like the Tap McLeods and things and sort of um yeah, no, things have things have um yeah, got there sort of quicker than I'd imagine. So no, look, um yeah, very excited for the day and yeah, it would be as you mentioned, um, great if I could get it today. Obviously invercargill has been probably my most successful track and one that um, you know, is um Local to me and, um, you know, obviously it would be special if the family and that could be here, which they're going to be here today, so it'd be lovely if we could get it today, but, um, you know, I've I've been around long enough to know it might not happen, but we'll just um, do our best and hopefully it works out.
2: Alright, your $2.20 favourite for the Drivers Challenge today, so the punters are thinking it could be today. Janaka's Delight, who's bred to pace, but goes round in a trot the first and gave you a pretty good feel she did last time, I'm sure, when she was fourth, a much improved effort for Brett Gray, and uh, you'd expect her to go a pretty good race today.
5: Yeah, I think she's a pretty strong chance she to kick the day off. She... Um... Yeah, been making mistakes, but she went back to the trolls and had a couple of trials and um, got away safely, and I think they sort of got her confidence back, and she did trot pretty good the other day. I know um, Brett's still making a few wee gear tweaks just to try and um, you know have her spot on, but um, yeah, if she could get get around that first bend safely, um, she actually begins quite quickly, and with a small front line, she could end up in front. If she ended up in front, she'd be um, the one to beat on, picking.
2: Sweet nothing, Sherwood, Maggie, Emerald, Abbey. If you had to select one of those, what's the best uh, out of races two, three, and four?
5: Yeah, they're all much of a much. I mean, they're probably um, no superstars, but they're all probably in fields with, um, you know, where they've got a lot of mates, you know. So I'd say um, probably Sherwood, Maggie, drawn twos, probably looks the one that if, yeah, out of those three that could um, put her hand up if she got a nice run.
2: Smart I Am looks a chance in race number five from a handy draw, currently $5. Drive that one for Brent Shirley and a couple of placings in its last three starts when you've been on, so should be competitive there. I want to talk to you about Ultimate Challenge, though. The Philly by Betters Delight out of Ultimate Reality, beautifully bred, excellent win first up. That was back in October. Obviously, you felt uh, she needed a little bit of time. I've seen her trials, and she was hard-held and behind them at her most recent one.
5: That's right. She's had three trials back, and um, she's pleased me in all of them. Um, yeah, we just felt that we'd, you know, try and set her for the South and Oaks, and, um, you know, go through that program. So she needed to have a wee break um, somewhere along the line, so that's what she's had. And, um, no, she's coming up well. I'm happy with her. So, um, look, she strikes a nice wee field, and, you know, there's a quality group of fillies there, some of which are sort of more or less untapped. So it'll be interesting just to see, um, you know, the pecking order of them all but um, no, I'd like to think she's in there with a good chance, she's very well but um, as I say the, the idea is to have her sort of building and um, you know having a tilt at the Oaks so um, South and Oaks so that's still a few months away so she will improve
2: I know you drive what a razzle dazzle in race number 9 but you're two are runners from your barn onwards and upwards in the 7th and hanging with Hector in the last, I want your comments on those two, they both look good chances yeah,
5: onwards and upwards probably looks the one to beat in her field. Although, you know, she has drawn wide out, which um, won't won't be a real help. But um, yeah, she she has sort of um, you know raced this similar group of fillies and and sort of you know she's been beaten, but by by a couple of nice ones in her last two starts. So. I'm picking if she just gets um, a little bit of luck. Um, she'd be really, really hard to beat. And um, hanging with Hector, yeah, he was sort of been building all the time. He's he's a wee, grouse doing wee fella, and it's taken him a couple of runs to sort of sharpen up. But last start, he was really good. He'd be driven the same. He, he can't do a lot of work in the running. But, um, yeah, I'd like to think he could, um, you know, attack the line pretty good. So they're both each-way chances. I'd have to lean towards onwards and upwards as a stronger chance, though.
2: All right, if there was one for the day that got you to be the 27th driver to get to 1,000 wins, what, for the SENZ listeners, would you suggest they have a punt on?
5: Well, if you're going to have a punt, I'd suggest probably Janaka's Delight in the first ones probably be paying the best coin in, out of, um, you know, between her and the three runners of mine, so I'd say Janaka's Delight um, could be the one to have a punt on, but and saying that, it'd be lovely to get it in my own, in my own colours if, if I was to be um, so lucky as to choose which one to get it on. But, um, look, as you know, Greg will just um, take it as it comes and yeah, no, I'll be thrilled, thrilled on any one of them to get it.
2: All right. Congratulations on uh, what's happened so far. We look forward to today and thanks so much for your time.
5: No, very much appreciate it. Cheers, Greg.
2: All right, that's Nathan Williamson. We move from him to another star driver on the harness racing landscape. His name is Tim Williams. Morning to you, Tim.
6: I agree. How are we?
2: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm very well, and you've had a pretty busy week, my friend, across to New South Wales. couple of victories there. BD Joe and Carloa fly by, and talking to you on Friday night, um, yeah, you couldn't have been more happy with how they adapted to the Menangle style of racing and the way you did, to be fair.
6: Yeah, really pleased with both of them. Greg, obviously, it was the first run back for both of them, and uh, just the way they handled themselves uh, and how they they pulled up through the run was uh, super. So, yeah, they got some bigger assignments uh, coming forward in the next
2: few weeks. It's obviously going to get a little bit harder
6: from here on in, but, uh, you know, they'll definitely tighten up
2: off what they did the other night. All right, let's talk about your chances at Meffin today. Beautiful day in Canterbury, so looking forward to getting to the wide-open spaces of the Mount Harding. Early on, you drive a a longer chance, Heaven, in race number three, and luster and more for Ivan Court in the next race. You've got a win with him on Friday night with his uh, very good mare in Silk. Uh, What chances those two outside, I I guess, Heaven, but uh, luster and more wouldn't be the worst.
6: No, no, I think probably put a line through Heaven. First, start. he he made an uncharacteristic mistake at the start. He, he's usually pretty reliable, and you know, I thought obviously Regan's one looks the one to beat on paper, and I thought the rest of them are pretty even lots. So you know, I thought if uh, Heaven could run in four, yeah, he's done well. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a maiden for for too long. His, his trial form hasn't been the worst, and you know he's a little bit of a progressive type, and. And that sort of races, he's probably one you can follow. And uh, like I say, Ivan's run was good. The second out, Nelson, and, and comes up with a handy draw. So it's got to be an each-way chance again. And what, what looks a pretty even field on paper. Obviously, um, you know,
2: Sam Motley in the one looks the one to be. All right, Mawanga, of course, in race number three, shortest price favourite there today at a dollar forty-five. Slanches long needs to step, and if uh, it does, it can get some money. But roll your own. I want to talk to you about in race number eight. Just going super at the moment. Beaten by Celtic Spirit last time. Is one at Methven, so must be a good chance. And what is a deep sort of a race, which is the uh, Garrards Horse and Hound Horrider Cup today. Yeah, I Horse awesome,
6: Greg, uh, you know, makes my life easier to drive. He uh, he can follow great. Great, great and you know, come off the off the back, and so, yeah, you know, he's got that sharp sharp spin on him. But uh, yeah, it might be interesting for that. This is his first time um, standing start, come race conditions, and you know, come up with a one off ten meters, he's he's going to be down tucked in on the fence. So you know, provided he handles himself at the start, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, could be a little bit fifty fifty. I've I've had a go on him at the trials from the stand. He, He's been okay once he hits his hobble, but you know the first few strides will be the telling point there. But you know if he goes away and, and gets a
2: nice sort of run anywhere along the line, he'll be figuring in the finish. All right, even lot for the last three drives. Arizona Wildcat, Illegal Alien, It's Magical Meg. For the SENZ listeners, what's the best chance of those three?
6: I think probably It's Magical Meg in the last three. comes up with a handiest draw, and she's got a little bit of speed early. And, you know, I you not fault the times I've driven her, and you know the, the second day at Blenheim she came up with, Car park draw and, and couldn't really get into it. So you know, handy at draw today, she you know, she should sit somewhere handy at pace and she's up and if she him running. You know,
1: she's definitely a chance. Tim, we appreciate your time today to talk about your drives here. Just a quick question on BD Joe. He has options over the next two weeks. Is he going to head to the Newcastle Mile on Friday night to take on Bondi Lockdown and a whole bunch of good Australian horses, or does he wait a week? and go to the preludes of the Miracle Mile at Monangle.
6: Yeah, look, he's definitely going to go to Newcastle on Friday, so it's, uh, that's where you'll be seeing him next. And uh, more reports, talking to Mandy during the week, she's really happy with him. So, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, we'll press on to Newcastle and you know, hope for a nice draw.
1: So that means you'll be at Newcastle? Yep, I'll
6: be there Friday and uh, stay through, I think, the oak tape Oaks on Saturday, so that'll be, uh, that'll be me this weekend. Uh, I'll be over in Sydney.
1: Good on you, mate. Thank you for your time. And uh, good, safe travels. Good luck over there in Australia. That's Tim Williams. So what we're talking about there is BD Joe, who Greg mentioned, uh, One last Saturday, so eight days ago at Menangle, 150.6. He'll go to Newcastle this week, take on Bondi Lockdown, who won very impressively last night. The reason all these good horses are going to Newcastle is the winner of the Newcastle Mile is automatically qualified for the Miracle Mile. The Miracle Mile is worth a million so it's the richest harness race in Australia for open horses. They do have, of course, a slot race which um, is restricted to Australian horses worth more. And they have a slot race in Perth. But this is the race which you, you can just get into by winning your way into it. Now that's on March the 4th. So BDJ if he wins at Newcastle, gets in. Otherwise... Uh, the winner of the Chariots of Fire, which is next Saturday, we'll get him, Republican Party. We'll talk to Crandall Giddy later. He'll be there against Captain Ravishing. Or you have to go for the preludes. So, Greg, pretty exciting for them. I mean, Tim Williams has done a great job as a driver over here, but you always get the feeling with the drivers and the trainers... You need to expand into Australia to maximise your earning potential and he's now for the first time in his career getting a chance to do that as our team Telfer Cullen Um, and it's almost a new dawn for them and and it's a dawn that started very well.
2: Yeah, exactly, and and the way BDJ went the other night, sitting parked and 50 at uh, Manangles, no mean feet first up, and the Philly Kalua flyby was excellent, and even Ultra Wise guy who he obviously didn't drive uh, was unlucky just in behind them. So he's developed immensely over the last couple of years, Michael, with his driving and. It's almost it's not a mirror of what Blair Orange did when he left the All Stars and, and obviously went to to Ken Barron's, but um it's it's very, very similar. So they've had to go to the next level to prove themselves away from the All-Stars Barn and um Tim's certainly done that.
1: Sure has. So next week New Zealand representation rear to have New Zealand representation at Newcastle on Friday night and on Saturday night, the Chariots of Fire. The rave horse, Captain Ravishing, against one of the other rave horses, Catch a Wave, who was beaten last night, only ran fourth at Menangle. There were some people suggesting Catch a Wave could be should be in the Hunter Cup in front of Old Town Road. Obviously, um, last night's performance would suggest that was just totally ridiculous. But sometimes when you go to Australia, they can only see one side of the Tasman. We're lucky here. We get to go to both. So we give you opinions from both sides. We'll take a break here on Trots Talk. Get those texts in. Some great texts coming through from people. People with the Bob Butt code word. Bobby, Bobby Butt. Or someone's got Bobby B in there. Thank you, Marie from Auckland. Lots of people call him Bobby B. Give us your text. Your your name. Your TRB account number. The code words either Bob, Bob Butt, Bobby B, whatever you want, and text it into double eight double three and see if you can convince producer dude Robbie to give you the fifty dollar bonus bet. I like this one. This is says Bobby, code word, I would like to take the fifty dollar TRB voucher and turn it into fifteen thousand dollars so I can buy a share in a horse at the sales that Mick recommends. Well, you've only got a week. <laughs> You're going to have a busy old week on the TV account. Get your text in to 3 On the other side, we'll talk to someone who also works now for the Telfer Cullen Stable and is at a very cool stage of his career. After this break, we're going to talk to James Stormont and also Simon Adlam, about something really cool coming up in mid Canterbury. Back straight quarter 29.2. Up on the outside, New York minute. Jimmy Cherry waiting this passing lane. Major Perry's close enough, if good enough. And then Millennium and Riverman Sam and De Moses Lack, they come for home rough and ready by two. Jimmy Cherry with the passing lane. Riverman Sam and Major Perry down the outside. Jimmy Cherry's coming after rough and ready. Jimmy Cherry, cold shot. HR Fishkin passing lane, and he's back in the winning groove tonight. Jimmy Cherry to win, rough and ready second, I'd say Major Perry and nose, third in front of Riverman Sam. Great racing out of Cambridge on Thursday night. We return there this Friday for Harness Millions night. And one of the preludes to the Harness Millions, Son of Mac for Kyle Marshall, beat Merlin. Only the second time Merlin's been beaten. They'll go around again for 200,000 on Friday, as will Millwood Nike for the girls. She'll go around also for 150 grand. It'll be a super meeting there transferred from Alexandra Park. The race you just heard, though, was James Stormont, as he has recently, driving winners for Telfa Cullen, And he is now working for our biggest stable, as well as having horses of his own there. He can train in their name. Good morning, James. Um, mate, exciting new time of your career. You've been successful for a very long time, but you're now going to have more equine firepower to play with.
4: Yeah, uh, morning Mick and Greg. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it is, it is exciting. Um, it's been a long time since we had um, you know, a lot of firepower to to drive. But um, yeah, I look forward to it. It's going to be a good challenge.
1: So, mate, you will be working in the Northern Barn as predominantly the number one driver, and I've t- I believe you're taking four of your own horses there to be trained from their wonderful property at Stonewall. One of those horses is Hay Bartender, but I believe he's not there just yet because he's having a slight injury-enforced break.
4: Yeah, just after that, when he ran second to um, uh, Ray the Good Horse, what's his name? Copy that? Um, copy that, yeah, sorry. Um, he ran second to him. He just pulled up just a little bit off, and um, yeah, we are just, put the dye through him, and um, we found a couple of places and they were uh, taken, we x-rayed them and couldn't find anything and it was a bit frustrating so we just, so we took him over to Stonewall and he has been boxed there. So um the two weeks and we re-x-rayed him and found something but they want to wait another two weeks and take some more x-rays. So it's a bit frustrating but um, at least we're starting to find what we think it could be. So um, yeah, let's hope it's not too bad.
1: James, you have for a long time been a, a member of the Thousand Win Drivers Club, the club which Nathan Williamson should actually join today. Is it a case now that for smaller trainers like you, it's just too hard to make a quid competing with the bigger barns, so you've decided to go across there, get a wage, get better horses to drive, and and give yourself a different lifestyle over at the the Stonewall Complex?
4: Yeah, it's, yeah with this, my main thing is their handicapping is um, not like uh Bartender had nine star ten start in his racing against also one two New Zealand Cups. So, you know, it, it makes it hard, um, for the smaller trainers. They get a nice horse. Most of them will have to sell it to um, which should be the cream on the the top for them, but it's not. It's just to keep people um, keep you surviving. So, um, I've survived for long enough, so now I thought, well, do so I try this, or do I give up? So that's what it's come down
1: to. Well, mate, I'm glad you haven't given up. Um, are you enjoying the challenge of of not only driving for somebody else, of course, but but for driving all these good horses for what's well, not a high pressure barn, but it's a high profile barn?
4: Yeah, it's um, it's really enjoyable. I'm, I am really enjoying it. the staff here. Have, um, I've settled in good with him. I like to think I have. And Steve's super easy to get along with, and. Uh, And like you said, the facilities are fantastic. And um, I lost a little bit of weight going from working about 8 or 10 up to working about 50. So, um, yeah, so that that won't hurt me. But, um, yeah, just a bit sick of this weather at the moment. That's all...
1: Well, hopefully that'll change. Uh, mate, glad to hear you're getting in shape. It's important. And, mate, I'm looking forward to seeing you driving plenty more winners in those those colours and hopefully having Hay Bartender back because he's out of a good horse. Mate, congratulations on the new move in your career. It's got to be successful. There's no doubts about that. And thank you for joining us this morning to talk about it.
4: No, thanks for having me on, uh, matey. James, Appreciate
1: James Stillman, one of the really good guys in harness racing, and he's got some serious horses to play with heading forward. Talking about serious stuff. There'll be none of that involved at Ashburton on the 25th of February. They have their Legends Day. Simon Adlam is one of the guys who helps organise it. He's on the phone today. He's very busy. So thank you, Simon. We know you have a horse racing at Methven today. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Tell us about Legends Day at Ashburton, February 25. Who can go? What's the criteria and what do all these, shall we say, mature blokes and ladies get up to?
0: Yeah. Hello Mick, how are you going? Um, you know, it's just, um, we've done it a few years ago, it might be about five odd now or more, and um, it was just to you know recognise all the um, people that have retired out of the industry and come back and have a day out and catch up with all your mates and everything. So we just done it for uh, last time, like, sort of it was just my canterbury Canterbury and, uh, you know, south Canterbury. But this time we just said, like, whoever has been involved in the industry, just um come along and have a day out and catch up with your old mates and
1: that. All right, Simon. To be honest, it sounds like a a reason to have a couple of cups of tea early in the day, um, have a few bets, and then basically get on the jar afterwards. Um, Do do you need to register? Can anybody who's been involved in racing at any level, harness racing, who feels like going out for a day in Ashburton, can they attend? And if they do rock up to the track, where do they find everybody?
0: Um, Yep, they can just rock up, or if they want to give me a ring or or get in touch with perhaps the office at the racecourse, um, it's just at the tea Kiosk, the old um you know, the museum there at the and yeah, it it, it will be rocking. The, the stories are, are generally pretty good, so um, no doubt I don't know if they'll tell any lies or anything, but um yeah, it's it, it's just it's, it's just a good day out for them to have a catch up, like you get the likes of Terry May, Graham Sherman, um oh, you name it. Um just
2: a bunch of good people that, you know, that haven't seen each other for quite a few years. Simon, Saturday the 25th of February, that is. Great idea. It was a great uh, occasion last time, and I'm sure it will be again this time. We just spoke to Tim Williams about his chances today, and he gave a nice push for your horse in the last race. It's Magical Meg. She's a mare by Art Major. done a pretty good job so far. Has won on the grass before, has been placed at and She's got a nice draw. What sort of chance is she in the last today?
0: Yeah, I think she's got a um, yeah, good show. You know, Hopefully she can run in the first three or, or even first place is, is always better. But um, she's just a bit uh, blending in the second day. She was just, you know, the draw and just the way the race was run. And then last week at um, the Amberley meeting, she did, she'd she done a bit out of the gate and then had to get, worked hard to get the front and just sort of told on her as well. Uh, but she's worked, worked on well during the week and... and um, Hopefully she won't be
1: far away. Simon, good luck today. Uh, Mate, congratulations on this legends concept. It sounds like it's very relaxed, but also a great chance for some good guys and good ladies to get together. Ashburton, February 25. Get hold of Simon, get hold of someone at the club, the Ashburton Trotting Club there. Uh, and Grant, am please give my regards to my old mate and former boss, Graham Shearman, one of the, the more talented people I met down there in the mid-Canterbury, and a great guy, and I'm sure he'll be parking up and telling stories and probably not moving very far.
0: Yeah, I was actually talking to him this morning, so he rings in and checks in and, and um, makes sure I'm doing it right, so... No, Good Good to always have you,
1: aren't we? For anybody out there, thanks, Simon, for your time. For anybody out there who wants to go along to Ashburton on the 25th, if you've got experience in the game, probably helps if you maybe on the the good side of 40, and you want to get across there and talk about some of the old days, get out there. It's fantastic. Well done to Simon and the Ash Burton Club. We've got a big leader here for text of the day. This is an absolute beauty from Dave Ironmonger. He's texting to double You've got to have the code word Bob Butt, and he comes up with, I like big butts and I cannot lie. So there you go, <laughs> a line from from the great song Baby Got Back, probably not the probably not the most politically correct song of all time, but uh, Dave, that's, that's going to be hard to beat for the $50 bonus bet. On the other side of this break, we're going to find out who wins the $50 bonus bet, and we're going to talk to Cran Dalgetty, who next week has Republican Party in Sydney... Maybe, Cran's gonna, uh, maybe Krug's going to join him. All right, welcome back to Trot's Talk and get those texts into double eight double three. You've got three minutes to try and win the $50 bonus bet. Thank you to everybody who entered double eight double three. You need the code word Bob, Bob Butt, Bobby, Bobby B, whatever you want, your name and your TRB account number. Crandall Giddy's on the phone at Ford. I watched Krug the other night and that. Uh, that mile race at Addington, oh, don't get me started on mile races at Addington, and he had to sit parked and he was brave, but he had no chance of winning. Is he going to go to Sydney, Graham?
7: Uh Yes, yeah, so he's actually on en route from Crochet to Auckland now by road as we speak. So, uh, yeah, so we're going ahead with a plan. Uh, we sort of, in all respect the punters, we had to treat that race as a glorified troll. We hadn't raced for many weeks. And we thought we'd go to trials and we'd go in that race. And just mathematically, um, it did look like he's gone average. Um, A combination of that, um, fitness plus the circumstance of being a railing um, dominating ruin to go 52. So, yeah, it was just up against it. But um, looking at it from the side, it looks fair, but um, we know it wasn't.
1: Okay. Does he go to Newcastle this week or does he head to the preludes of the Miracle Mile on the 25th?
7: Yes, he's going to the preludes on the 25th, yes, for the... The big miles. hopefully we can finish uh, the top group here and um, make the big dance on the
1: fourth of March. Okay, you have Republican Party this week in the Chariots of Fire, a very hyped-up Chariots of Fire against Captain Ravishing. I believe Blair Orange is going across to drive the horse. Can you beat Captain Ravishing?
7: Uh, well, statistically on paper and what he's done so far, he looks quite scary. Really, he's been winning his races by 20 and 30 metres. So. We look to be in a power trouble, but uh, racing is a funny thing. Um, we definitely know we won't beat him if we're not there. So we're there to sort of motor max with him. And if we can run a place into him, we'll second to him. We'll even beat him, be great. But uh, yeah, it is a great build up because he looks like a new superstar over there. So we're trying to mess his party up if possible.
1: Mate, uh, we have a very uh, quick turnaround today. So we wanted an update on those two good horses. Thank you for taking the time to do that. Good luck in Sydney to you, to Carter, and to Chrissy over the next couple of weeks.
7: Pleasure.
1: We'll be flying the flag to the Kingies. Yep, Grandel Giddy flying the flag along with Carter and Chrissy. They have Republican Party in the Chariots of Fire next Saturday and they have Krug heading there for the preludes of the Miracle Mile. and BD Joe, Guy. Carlo a Flybys over there, potentially Ulta Meteor heading to the Derby heats as well. So great New Zealand representation at Menangal. Hey, if you texted in this morning, thank you for joining us on the show. We really appreciate it. Lots of text. Producer dude Robbie, who gets the fifty dollars courtesy of the tab.
3: Lots of text indeed. Um, but our winner—it's got to be Dave.
1: Wasn't it great? Wasn't that a good Can't text? Be beat. Baby got back. Uh, he said, "I like big butts, and I cannot lie." Dave, that's good. That's good class for Sunday morning. Really good work. So, fifty dollars bonus bet courtesy of the Tab. And next week, two-hour Trot's Talk Show. Here on SCNZ, your home of racing and harness racing in New Zealand, from Karaka for the sales. We're going to be there for two hours. We're going to talk to everybody. It's also Era's 75th anniversary meeting next week. We're going to talk to the people from the wonderful North Canterbury region and find about, out about harness racing there. Join us next week from 11 o'clock for a very special show. Thank you for listening today. If you're having a bet, do so responsibly. Good luck and look out for Nathan Williamson, who we think at Invercargill today will join the Thousand Wind Club.